Hey everybody and welcome to Good Luck High Five episode 533. That's right, you're listening to a podcast that's for you if you play Magic the Gathering, whether you are heading on out to March of the Machine pre-release Let's go. this weekend, Let's go. or you're waiting for it to hit online next week, we are here for you. I'm one of your hosts, Maria. I'm another one of your hosts, Megan. And for everybody awaiting with bated breath for our Minnesota weather update. It is spring? <laughs> Question mark? We finally we made it like it really see it is warm today i, I am was, wearing shorts yeah i was gonna look at the weather because it it just like went from winter to summer basically overnight here yes it did we have i mean you said it was spring but it kind of feels like we might not be having a spring it's, we're not gonna it doesn't yeah it doesn't feel a lot like spring. it is currently 69 degrees nice in minneapolis <laughs> <laughs> although it does get cool again next week Okay, okay, okay. So. All right. So, well, we're going to do a little bit of celebrating. You know, we're like planning our spring cleaning at our apartment and everything. Yeah. Just being like, hey, do you know what? It's really here. You got to plan to like put put up all the winter windows and yeah, stuff. Yeah, absolutely. Um, for those of you who don't live in very cold climates, you literally have a second pane of glass <laughs> that goes in your wind- windows in the winter. Oh, man. Do you remember, wow. like, in college, I would put the plastic sheets over and you had to hair dry them up? Maria, I went to college in a place where that was not necessary. Yeah, man. <laughs> Oof. With the lengths we go to to brave the cold temperatures here in Minneapolis. But now we're coming out of it, and I just wanted you all to know mm-hmm. that, you know, the longer the winter, the harder they spring. So... <laughs> On today's episode, what does that mean? <laughs> We're going to be talking about March of the Machine because the pre-release is this weekend. Yes, so we're so excited. Yes. Oh my goodness. Uh, hopefully you're heading on out to your local game store to have a real nice fun time. Absolutely. And you know, it's going to be a good time. We're we're having Judge Rob, Judge Rob. Of course. Judge Rob's going to be here to walk us through all of the new mechanics, yeah. tricky new cards, yeah. stuff that might be weird, yeah. which there is a lot of opportunity for weird stuff because we have a brand new card type in oh battle. Oh my goodness. If you're like, hey, can you please be more specific? Yeah. <laughs> battles, battles. How do they work? We will get specific. There are some weird things that can happen yes. with battles, everybody. And I'm Judge sure Rob, Rob will talk about it. Is going, like, he's got your back. He yes, has all he of our backs. He does. Um, we also have the Multiverse Legends cards, which are going to show up in your draft boosters yeah. uh, this weekend, um, which can lead to some very interesting things happening. Yes. Um, so, yeah, we're going to go over everything with Rob to leave you in the best position you can be heading into your store this weekend. Mm-hmm. Um, and especially since it's not going to be online first, it's in stores first. It's going to be on Magic Online Magic Arena starting next Tuesday. So you're not going to have Arena there to help you out. So you do need Judge Rob whispering in your ear. Yes, you do. If you ever are feeling like a little (laughs) nervous, he'll be there. Don't worry. Don't worry. We've got him for you. But before we kick off the show, a huge thank you to all of our beautiful supporters on patreon.com slash GLHF magic. Yes. Thank you so much, especially to our new patrons. Yay. Uh, thank you to Victor. Victor. Thank you to Wing. Wing. And thank you to Franz. Franz. Thank you so much, everybody. If you would like an episode dedicated to you, you can have that by going yes. to patreon.com slash GLHF magic and becoming a new patron or increasing your pledge amount. Victor, Wig, and Franz, this one is for you. This is your episode. If you're in the Discord, 
which you should be now. Yeah. Um, head on over there and claim which part. You can claim a rule. You can claim a card. Yeah. You can claim a joke. Exactly. Any of that. You is can claim us talking about the weather yet again. Yes. It's all it's all fair game. Uh, you get to have whatever part of the episode you want because you are a new member of the family or an increasing member of the family, <laughs> which is a weird thing to say. Do you know what? You know how sometimes in your personal family, <laughs> someone becomes more family. <laughs> How? I'm just saying, Maria. We all we all know what happens, right? Yeah. Well, I was family, but now I'm more, more family. family? <laughs> I suppose if somebody was pregnant, they would be more family because they have another family member inside of them. Wow. You know what I okay, mean? that is one way to become more family. Anyway, just spitballing here. Uh, you can I, become more family. Yeah, you can become more family, and I must thank you at the top. Oh. By increasing your pledge. Yes. More family. More family. Uh, we also want to say thank you to Card Kingdom because yes. we love them. And I was just like looking at card prices there um, actually last night. Oh, yeah. Um, you can pre-order March of the Machine there right now before yes. it goes on sale. Uh, just go to cardkingdom.com slash GLHF. Use that link for whatever you want to buy. Mm -hmm. um, this set looks very, very sweet. Yes, it looks so cool. I'm especially excited for Battles because it reminds me of when Sagas got released and it yeah. kind of just changed the game of Magic. I'm really curious to see how battles will do uh, for that kind of thing. So mm -hmm. Card Kingdom, if you want to get yourself a box, play with your friends, singles, uh, sleeves, whatever you need, they've got it for you. Um, also, they are very family. I'm just going to say. <laughs> yeah, it. that is true. They're very family. They're very good luck high five family. Yes. Yeah, for sure. They are They're so a lot family. Is that when they're going to uh, like, the, the, is that what you would describe it when they are going to open, open a, a new, new store? A new location? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. Uh, also, before we get started, I know Judge Rob always has a PSA. Yeah. So I don't want to, you know, I don't want to. Are you trying to I'm gonna, PSA Judge I'm just going to PSA pre-PSA. A PPSA. Yes, the PPSA. <laughs> like, like the pre-pre-release or the pre-release. <laughs> this is the pre-PSA PSA. Okay. All right. <laughs> Which hit me. is, if, uh, oh if you stopped masking, God. it's okay to start masking again because immunocompromised or otherwise vulnerable people in your life or just on the internet have asked you to. Um, this is something that I've been thinking about just because I'm like, I, I generally stopped masking. Uh -huh. um, and people were like, hey, it is really showing like a lot of support to more vulnerable members of the community who aren't going out and doing things because so many people aren't masking. And it's okay if you stopped to just start again. Yeah. To just be like, hey, do totally. you know what? I shouldn't have stopped. So you can you can mask at your pre-release. Even if you're the only person masking, um, it is sometimes really meaningful to members of your community community who feel like they're being forgotten or left behind as a lot of people feel like they can move on from the COVID health emergency being like, Hey, I'm actually still a really vulnerable person to catching COVID. It could be very bad for me. Um, it's really nice to keep showing support for those people. Yeah. And you can just say, Megan told me to. That's right. You can also, if someone's like, why are you masking? You can be like, this person named Megan told me to. Don't worry about it. No more questions. Okay. Wow. What if you and Rob end up having the same PSA? Wow. Maybe we, what, maybe we We're will. We're going to find out. We're going to find out. The pre-PSA PSA. The PPSA. <clears throat> My PPSA is don't pee pee on the toilet seat. Some people have to sit on that. Wow. <laughs> that 
I feel like I should have <laughs> seen that coming, and yet it still I hit really me feel hard. Like you it's still like as soon as you said PPSA, I was like, I know where this is. I know the general trend. I know yeah. the general trend. Yeah. I can follow this to yeah. its conclusion, uh-huh. but you know what? Wow, it still still hit hard. <laughs> Everybody, we've got Judge Robin here to get us ready for the March of the Machine pre-release. Yay! Yay. Hi, Rob. How are you doing? Uh, doing really well. I just flew back from San Diego and... Boy, are your arms tired? Yeah, my... my- <laughs> Arms are tired. Well, it's actually my butt's tired because I was yeah, sitting for a long time. Absolutely. But, wow. Yeah. And and you we mean like with you landed within about an hour. Yes. Yeah. I I, I landed, uh, Ruth picked me up, and then I went home and I was I ate a quesadilla and then I drove here. Nice. And then you <laughs> watched That's me eat a quesadilla. Yeah, I, actually yep. just right out there. I, I did. <laughs> there's so many people eating quesadillas. They're very easy to make. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like I, I literally just have two tortillas with roasted shredded cheese on it and throw it in the microwave Beautiful. for Beautiful. Yep. Rob, the reason you're um, flying in um, is because you were in San Diego for the yes. regional championship at DreamHack yes. this past weekend. How was it? That was It was a really fun event. Uh, I was there with Magic Kids. I was there doing Learn to Play in the area there. But like when you went up to the Magic Space, it was its own hall this time, which mm. was really nice. It looks so beautiful it with was, the natural light. Yes. It, it was gorgeous. Uh, it's one of the best like looking and feeling spaces for a big event like that. It you don't felt, feel like you're yeah. in a dungeon. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> the, the, the dungeon was downstairs with pounding techno music that you could feel from across the room. Uh, wow, what game was that? <laughs> Rocket League. Every oh, time, Rocket every League. time they yeah. started around, they would and they had this very cool sounding techno drop that made you unable to hear or think for like a minute. <laughs> that is, I think, the the end goal of techno. <laughs> yeah, and like I, I am very excited that they're excited. I. But they were their volume was at about like a fourteen, and I needed it, it any number under a ten. Yeah. <laughs> so, yep. like, it, they their tournament was very cool looking. They had hundreds of people there watching it. We were right out by the Rocket League stage. Look, cars playing yes. soccer. What more yep. do you want? You know what I mean? And like watching people air juggle is really impressive. I I'm ha- I, like I said, I'm very happy that they're excited about it. But like, I wanted like I was like I can't I. I need to tell people what a saga is. I don't. <laughs> Sorry, we're going to pause for a minute. Well, that's why we're so appreciative that after that saga of feeling music yep. in your bones that you didn't necessarily need to feel, um, you are here to help us yeah. out with March of the Machine pre-release yes. coming up this weekend. Uh, but we're going to start off your segment the way we always do with your PSA. Yeah, my PSA is uh, this is Future Sight 2. Is oh. my interpretation like it's always it, like so, or in some ways, in some ways, it's Future Sight Two. Future Sight Two referenced future sets, future mechanics. It was jam packed full of stuff that was references to things that either had existed or did exist. It's Time Spiral Two is yeah. the other way to yeah. look at it. Where Time Spiral had every card had three references to something on it, and this is a set that is it's a nostalgia trip for people who have been playing for for twenty years, right? And it's a trip into Magic's history. And for somebody that, like, uh, I've got a friend that just started with Ikoria, right? And they're like, companions are normal. I'm like, <laughs> okay. I can't think of anything less normal. Right. Summer child. No, 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 but, it, but it's actually a cool perspective because he's like, hey. Because you don't know. Like, yeah, yeah, and he's like, the game feels a certain way because he started, he started, like, after War of the Spark. And so he doesn't have all the history. He's never, he's yeah. never seen a lot of cards before. And so... Don't be a don't talk down to people and be a superior jerk and like I get all the references on these. Like, look, there are planes on here we were talking about before that's referenced on one plane chase plane from night from you know two thousand nine. Yeah, like and forever so ago. I did not. I was like, 
Is this a reference to the future? And the, uh, nope, it turns out to be a reference from uh, yeah. 14 years ago. I don't wow. even get everything on these, right? We had to go look it up. Yes. And so it, instead of being like, like talking down to them, you weren't here for that. Be like, oh, cool. You get to learn about Alara, right? Or you get to learn about uh, Olgrotha or whatever for, you know, the, you know, the, the super old people who, you know, played when Olgrotha was a plane yep. in 1996. Uh, but, <laughs> Give me the one sentence about Olgrotha. Uh, Olgrotha's Innistrad, but with more baggage. Okay. Wow. Uh, <laughs> wow. So you can have needed. more baggage than Innistrad? <laughs> Has a lot of baggage. Sheesh. That is a great point. Uh, a, a bunch of the cards are on the reserve list is actually the, the oh. part of the baggage. It's it's the set that Homelands is from. Oh, gotcha. And okay, it had, okay. uh, like, it, it's cool and historical and, like, it's got this thing where, like, Sarah and Faraz, like, were planeswalkers, like, went there and they figured out how to make a shield around the plane so nobody could planeswalk in or out. And so there's this terrible artifact called Faraz's Ban and, like... Then, then it's kind of like a backwater of the plains. It's but then like the Sanger vampires are ruling tyrannically over it, and oh, yeah, all right. Um, but it, like it, it also has baggage of like reserved list cards, and like they made some creative decisions that we would not make today. <laughs> <laughs> what a way to put it. Yeah, but yeah, that's a great point, Rob. You know, just let people have fun the way they have fun. Yeah, you know? and, and be excited about them being one of the the lucky people that gets to find out about something cool. You know, like. Like call time for the it's first like time. When right? somebody watches your favorite TV show for the yes. first time, you're like, oh, you get to see yes. this for the I, first time. Yes, I'm like, I I envy you because like you get to watch this the good place for the first time. Like wow. I <laughs> Yeah. Right? Well, it's a special place to be. It's, well, yeah. good well, whatever. <laughs> it's, it is a place to be. It is a place to be. I don't want to spoil anything about the show except that the good place is very good news. <laughs> yes. <laughs> All yeah, right. if you somehow haven't watched The Good Place, <laughs> consider oh, this. Wow. Consider this your wow. sign. Yeah. <laughs> We're going to kick things off uh, with uh, mechanics. We're going to go over the new and returning mechanics, yep. starting with returning, Rob. Yeah, I, I like to start with returning, and I want to talk about one that's returned over and over, but I want to hammer a couple points about it. Cards that transform. Uh, so we've, we've seen there's two types of double face cards, right? There's modal ones where you can cast either side. And there's transforming ones that start on one face and then transform to the other. These behave differently from each other in, in a gameplay sense. Modal double face cards can't transform. Transforming ones can transform. So, uh, this set has them all the way down to common. So we've got um, Kenra Spell Spear, right? Is red and one for a jackal warrior. It's a 2-2. It has trample and prowess. And then three and a Phyrexian blue. Transform Kenra Spell Spear. Activate this only as a sorcery. A Phyrexian blue can be paid with either two, uh, either a blue mana or two life. And the the other side of this is Gitaxian Spell Stalker, which is a 3-3 three, three, uh, creature Phyrexian Jackal. It doesn't have a mana cost because you can't cast it to the side normally. Uh, you have Trample, Ward 2, Prowess, Prowess on this card. <laughs> it's, a, it's, a great, it's a great text box. <laughs> Each instance of Prowess triggers separately. Yeah, it hopefully yeah. lets you know. So every spell gets you two two buffs on this. Yeah. And with transforming things, there's basically two ways to transform it and we get both in this set, uh, which is going to cause some shenanigans, which we'll talk about later. Oh boy, um, So if, if like, it, like so, so for Kendra, Kendra Spell Stealer here, or Spell Spear here, it is, transforms on the battlefield. It just does its thing. It flips to the other side. Um, it means it's the same object. It just changed some characteristics about itself. It got a, a, an added color because it's because uh, it changes from just red to blue and red. It gets an extra instance of prowess. It gets some ward. It gets bigger. Um, but like continuous effects that applied to it still apply to it. So if for 
if for some reason you cast a spell before you transformed it, um, prowess triggers that prowess plus one plus one would apply to the other side. Hmm. Um, wow, that's, that's wild. wild. Yeah, so you, it, like if there's a ritual effect that you need in order to make mana to be able to transform it. What about if you had put counters or an aura on it? Counters and auras will stick on it unless they, it isn't eligible for some reason. So like if if it was, there was a card that said enchant jackal. <laughs> uh, then, then that would fall off. Oh, like, that's, a, that's a line a that you put on there. Though. Oh, it's still a jackal. Oh, does it stop being a warrior? Oh, that's yeah. that's what it is. It stops I, being a warrior. warrior. Yeah, if there's something with enchant warrior, and it's not impossible for them to print. I don't know why they would do it, but it's not impossible. Yeah, then that would fall off. Um, and there, so we'll talk about battles, which transform, er, which. Uh, well, actually, there's there's three ways. I forgot about the third way, which we're going to talk about entering transformed. So, Shieldred is black, black three. She is a 4-5 legendary creature, Phyrexian Praetor. We refer to Shieldred in short name and other cards. This is just Shieldred. Yeah. She doesn't have a title. <laughs> she's, she's too cool to have a title. She has Menace. When Shieldred enters the battlefield, each opponent sacrifices a non-token creature or planeswalker. And then for black and four, you can exile Shieldred, then return it to the battlefield transformed under its owner's control. Activate only as a sorcery and only if an opponent has eight or more cards in their graveyard. Uh, so this is the second type of transforming where something exiles itself and then comes back transformed directly onto the battlefield. Mm -hmm. uh, the, the B side of Shieldred is the True Scriptures, which is a saga. Chapter one is for each opponent destroy up to one target creature or planeswalker that player controls. Chapter two is each opponent discards three cards, then mills three cards. And chapter three is put all creature cards from all graveyards <laughs> under the battlefield under your control. Exile the true scriptures, then return it to the battlefield. Is that all? Yep, that's that's all it does. Wow. I mean, it takes a while to get there. You had to pay you had to pay a lot of garbage to get there. Uh, uh, but so you mentioned that this is an so, this exiles and comes yes. back, and that was not the case with the Correct. previous card. And so the so with the with the spell spear, it's the same card, and so it could attack, right? So if you had it on the battlefield since the start of your turn, it and you transform it, the the There's other no side, the Gutexian. The Gutexian spell sp st stealer doesn't have summoning sickness that can attack. Yeah. Shieldred, if you finish chapter three on the true scriptures and exile it in return, she enters the battlefield. She's a fresh Shieldred. She gets the enter the battlefield trigger, which is very nice. It eats another thing. It actually makes chapter three even more powerful. But also, if you haven't won by that part... <laughs> You've made some decisions. Yeah, yeah. or it, what I mean, is happening? I mean, you could be playing commander, and then somebody's oh, like, fair, yeah. that, "That's fair. I'm playing a pillow fort. You have to pay 15 mana to attack me." And <laughs> it, you're like, Argh. "So the it, she'll enter the battlefield. She'll trigger again. She can't attack on the turn that she uh, that she comes back from being the true scriptures." And so all five of the of the praetors do this, where they exile and then exile, become a saga, and then exile as the saga and come back as the creature. Um, it is, it, it's just a different way of transforming. Battles have the third way of transforming, which was introduced with Disturb, which is you cast them transformed. Um, but we'll talk about that when we get to battles, okay. which are uh, a whole, they're very cool, but they're a whole nother thing. A whole can of worms, <laughs> yep. you yes, might say. Uh, so Convoke is another returning mechanic, and this represents the peoples of the universe getting together to fight the Frexians. Uh, Zephyr Singer is a creature with Convoke. It's blue, blue, two. It's a three, four creature, Siren Pirate. It has Convoke. Your creatures can help cast this spell. Each creature you tap while casting this spell pays for one mana or one mana of that creature's color. It's one generic or one mana of that creature's color. 
Um, it has flying, it has vigilance, and when it enter, when Zephyr Singer enters the battlefield, put a flying counter on each creature that convoked it. So our preview card, Rob, did you yes, know that? I did. I did. Wink, wink. I wanted to talk it's about card. it it's uh, card. because it's also it's very good, and the when convoked text is very cool. Yeah, it hasn't come up a ton. Um, it's on a bunch of cards in this set. I like putting flying counters on things. It's very powerful. Oh yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and so convoking lets you tap creatures to pay for this. Um, that isn't pay. That isn't a mana ability though. Um, so in a in a technical sense, the way that you actually cast spells uh, in the in the figuring out costs, you figure out costs how much you're going to be paying for this. Then you get to use all mana abilities. Then you get to pay all costs. Convoke is paying the costs. It isn't using mana abilities. So if a creature sacrifices to add mana to your mana pool, um, you'd sacrifice it to add mana. And then you couldn't you tap it for Convoke because it isn't around at that point. There's actually an ordering to that. So there, there are some of those running around right now. Sure, it's, it's already been sacrificed. Yeah. You can't. Yeah, it's already been don't sacrificed. Don't even with me. Um, so you might be surprised if you run into this ordering issue, especially on Arena, which is going to do it for you. You might make the mistake in paper because it's not obvious that this is the way that it works mm, in paper. Sure. Um, land cycling. So I'm not going to talk about cycling in general, but we haven't seen land cycling in a while. And it's a little bit different. So Tidal Terror is blue, blue, four for a five, six octopus. When title, whenever Tidal Terror attacks, you may tap two other untapped creatures you control. If you do, Tidal Terror can't be blocked this turn. Um, so it can pick up two things and ride around on them. I'm not really sure what the flavor <laughs> of this is. Yeah, I don't know. It's Maybe it's like, nope, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> Yep, like Megan, you can tap. I, I just got a vision of you playing this card. It was like you know what? I also day. got. I also got a vision of just, me playing. Yeah, this no, card. no, I have. I have <laughs> this is the kind of card that will make like most of my blue decks in this format. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> uh, but like, wh what are you doing? You're tapping two mice to let your um, let your octopus attack. I <laughs> I don't. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not I sure. Don't know. I accept. But the thing that we actually care about is island cycling too. Uh, two mana, discard this card. Search your library for an island card. Reveal it. Put it into your hand. Then shuffle. Um, so special types of cycling like this are you discard them uh, and then when the ability resolves, you search just like with cycling, you draw a card. Um, it It is a type of cycling for anything that cares. So a card like Zenith Flare that counts the types, the cycling cards in your graveyard would count this. Um, it's just we haven't seen one of these in a while. Uh, it basically lets this modally be a, be a land, uh, which might make it make 100% of my blue decks. Uh, and it'll find any island. Uh, it doesn't just find basic islands. Any island Ooh. card is fair game for this. Nice. So there's the, uh, they printed a bunch of really good tap duels that are the land types. Not in this set, but recently. Look, octopus is smart. They don't just get basic land. It's yeah. true. Have uh, you ever made an octopus mad? What? Side, like, side in, like in the real world have or in you? magic? In the real world. No. Yeah. Well, yeah, I have. That's why. Oh, you have? I mentioned it. Okay. Well, because... They're so smart, and you always hear how yep. they're so smart. And I, there was one at an aquarium that I was at. It was for magic. We were in a magic aquarium. <laughs> I mean, it wasn't a... Yeah. Uh -huh. No, it was a magic aquarium. It's a magic on. aquarium. Yeah. Okay, continue. Uh, I, I'm, like, I'm really exciting. <laughs> <laughs> and there was an octopus in a in a cage. That's not the right word. Tank. And it was like kind of up against the glass. And I was like, boop, boop, boop. And I tapped on the glass and it was like, boom, and slammed its sucker hand at me. Like yeah. it was mad. It was like, don't touch my, don't touch my, don't tank. touch your cage. Yeah. My, my cage <laughs> tank. Anyway, it was really creepy. And sometimes I still think about it. Anyway, I'm sorry. Octopus. No, <laughs> I'm sorry. Okay. Maybe you needed to ride around on two mice that it, yeah. you couldn't block. Yeah. <laughs> That was the fatal flaw in my plan. Fatal flaw. So 
We're going to get to new mechanics. All right. We're we're going to start with the headliner, Battles. Uh, Battles, they're a new card type. Uh, We got kind of teased this on Atraxa um, in the previous set. Uh, And they are wildly different. They are kind of like Planeswalkers, but they do some things that are very, very different from anything that's ever happened. I'm so excited about Battles, Rob. Um, They're so cool. I'm going to use the most complicated rules card in this set. Uh, also it has an ambiguous phrasing on it with that i'm gonna have to explain because it's uh i'm gonna ask you what it means and you're not gonna be sure Ooh, okay great so, making invasion- gets these right and i get them wrong let's <laughs> well play. no the, you can't guess that's the that's the problem is i had to go read <laughs> clarification because like, i can't guess what this oh, means right. oh. uh, so the invasion of alara white blue black red green for a battle it's a siege uh, it starts with seven defense uh so that's like planeswalker loyalty uh, it's going to come out and it's going to have seven defense counters placed on it as it enters the battlefield. Uh, when an invasion of Alara enters the battlefield, exile cards from the top of your library until you exile two non-land cards with mana value four or less. You may cast one of those two cards without paying its mana cost. Put one of them into your hand. Then put the other cards exiled this way on the bottom of your library <laughs> in a random order. You're you're right, Rob. I, yeah. I don't understand why it says it like that. I I can tell you why it does. So the question is, like, what do you think that this does? Like, okay, it, I'm I have my guess. Okay, um, my guess is you. So it says you may cast one of the two cards. Yep. So you, I, so like you have your two cards. You mm-hmm. can pick to cast one. Right. Yeah. Whether you cast one or not, you now put one of them in your hand. Oh. Yeah. And obviously, if you cast one of them, I assume you can only put the one you did not cast into your hand. I agree. Um, and if you did not cast one of them, you can choose one of them to put into your hand. Okay. That's my guess. All right. Here's my guess. Here's my guess. Mm-hmm. All right. You pick. You have the two. Yep. You pick <laughs> one. And either you cast it or you just put it in your hand yep. and you don't. And the other one goes on the bottom. Okay. What about that? that it, I have a question though. What does them refer to on this card? Them, their hills. Because there's a whole bunch of exiled <laughs> cards, right? So like you, you but play this, you have Invasion of Alara, you go, you know, Island, Island, Plains, six mana card, four, four, right? It, and so you, you've exiled a bunch of things, right? Is the them all the exiled oh, cards? Oh, yeah, I get what you're saying. Because it could be, right? Yes. Sure. But in this case, I'm guessing one is because it would not fit on the text I box agree. if they continued <laughs> to try and elaborate on which yep. them they're talking about. <laughs> so I'm going to go like it is like right. Like grammatically, we'd be we'd say the most recent them to which we have right. Referred. I, I agree. <laughs> but Magic Resort always wow, do that. that is and so, true. Like I read this the first time, and it's like I don't know what them is. And so I had to go to the release notes, which are very clear on this that it is the things that you're saying. Where you like, so you'll flip through, um, and there's there's two fail conditions here, which is you can't cast a spell, mm-hmm. right? And so then you have two cards, and you're going to put one of them in your hand. Or what happens if you only have one four mana spell left in your deck? Right. Wow. And so yeah. you flip through, you only find one card, um, and then it tells you to put one of them into your hand if you don't cast it. Right. Oh, jeez. Because it, uh, it's a, it, you have to. If you elect not to cast that one card that you found, you have to put it in your hand. Yeah. One of those two, the one card. Um, <laughs> That's weird. Yeah. Yep. It's double cascade, kind of. Um, it's so like I, I just found this very unclear, but I agree. There's no way to fit it otherwise. <laughs> yeah. They just. Uh, <laughs> they really so, put like jammed that text like, in there. Yep. <laughs> Yep, they like they get extra text box space because of the the side because yeah. because the other thing about battles is they start sideways. Um, I actually found this supremely annoying when looking up these cards. 
Um, because when you look at them like on a big view, like on Scryfall, yeah. they're all sideways. And so I actually did most of this on my phone because then I could just like rotate my phone in the big view to see what <laughs> I was looking at. That's what people are going to be doing when they're yeah. drafting. Like, all right. Yeah. Oh, especially considering that like, like split cards would not have that much text, right? Right. And this is yeah. like, you got to read this. Yeah. Th- this, is, this is a paragraph of text. So the other side of this. So. That oh, ba- wait, there's it, more. Oh, yeah. No, 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 no. There's a whole second text box. Let's talk about how we get to that other side first. Yeah. So we talked about it. This enters with seven defense. Um, this enters under your control. You get the trigger and it's your permanent that you control. But you pick a protector that is some opponent. And it can't be you. Yes, that can't be you. And you, you're like, you, you're defending it. They're not targeted. It's just a thing that happens is the, <laughs> that you make a defender. And if they somehow gain control of this, they will pick a different defender because mm-hmm. you can't be the defender for a battle that you control. So you can attack this like a planeswalker or a player, even though you control it. You're attacking a permanent that you control. Bizarre. Very yeah. strange, which leads to another a, a, a knock-on effect we'll talk about a little bit later. But... So you're attacking this permanent you control. It has seven counters that are defense counters that are removed just like loyalty counters. Anytime that it is dealt damage in combat or outside of combat. There's a bunch of things in the set that say they deal damage you target creature, planeswalker, or battle. and Or lightning bolt, which says right. damage to any target can target battles. Uh, they just added this new class of things. Mm-hmm. Lightning bolt got better because it always gets better every set. <laughs> so... The when when a battle runs out of counters, it has to have started with some counters and then lost counters in order to transform. And that then it is that is called defeating the battle. And then it is exiled and then it is cast on the transform side. So this is the third kind of transforming. So I can counter it. it? Yes, you can counter the the, the B side of battles. Weird. Um, And the battles will have Various things on their other side. They have creatures, enchantments, sorceries. There's a planeswalker. They could do anything on the other side because you're casting it. Yeah. And so they give you the opportunity. The the thing that they're not going to have on their other side is things with the type land uh, because you don't cast lands. And uh, it gets very strange if you try to cast lands. So they just they're just never going to do that. They have a thing that kind of lets you cast a land sort of. Um, But the. So the other side of this is Awaken the Maelstrom, which is a sorcery. This art is sick. Yeah, this yeah, this is this is very, very cool. Uh, Awaken the Maelstrom is all colors, it says in the text box, because there's no... The other thing with battles, just it, like transforming double-faced cards usually have a color indicator to tell you what color they are in the backside. There's no five-color color indicator because it would be unreadable and ugly, is how they <laughs> phrased it at one point. So it just has the ability, Awaken the Maelstrom's all colors. Okay, okay. It says target player draws two cards. You may put an artifact card from your hand onto the battlefield. Create a token that's a copy of a permanent you control. Distribute three plus one plus one counters among one, two, or three creatures you control. And destroy target permanent an opponent controls. Nice. So it's five different effects. It's five things from the five different shards of Alara, cool. right? Um, the thing that this does is it creates a copy of any permanent. You could copy a battle. Oh. Uh-huh. So nice. here's where things get weird. Um, we have another mechanic coming up called Incubate that is double-faced tokens, which yes. they're introducing. Uh, we'll talk about exactly what that does later, but the, the rules for tokens and double-faced cards are changing. Uh, double-faced uh, Token copies of double-faced cards can now transform. 
Wow, I did not know that. Wow. They couldn't before. Actually. Yeah, they could. They could not before. Yes, and I knew that. Yeah, and they they now they will be able to. So if you have a Huntmaster of the Fels, and you make a token copy of it, like with Awaken the Maelstrom, it that token copy will be able to transform now. Holy wow. cow! Um, but that's it, huge. Yeah, it's huge. It's very weird. It's huge. Uh, but you can make a token copy of a battle, which is a transforming double faced. Yeah, part this absolutely. Way. This doesn't help you very much. Because the t- you can't cast tokens. So you exile this and uh, cast sure. it from exile. And so you might get God, right? Oh. If you make a token copy of a battle and defeat it and you expect to get a token copy of the other side, you won't. Which is why I brought this up because this is a card yeah. that specifically might do that in this yeah. set. You might be like make a token copy of a battle. You'll get the front face trigger and it'll just sit up there and you won't attack it. And your opponent's be like, why don't you attacking this token copy of a battle? And you're like, man, because I wouldn't get anything out of it. <laughs> um, also, tokens can't come back from exile. So that second kind of transforming, the Praetors, if you make a token copy of a Praetor, expecting to exile it and have it come back, then it can't. It, yeah. it can't. The, the token goes to exile and can't come back from exile. So just, we got an upgrade, because the other thing that if you make a token copy of like the Keru spell spear that we talked about earlier, you can transform that now. Sick. And so you can make a token copy and transform your token copy. This is a that game one, It doesn't change. go away. Very, it just yeah, stays that one there doesn't go away. We have another one that's extra weird coming up. That's gonna it, like there's a battle that allows you to copy, it may, turn it into copies of things. Oh, which uh, yeah, we'll talk about that when we get to that card. Let me ask this final question, yeah. Rob. So if I want to counter this spell, can I use? Um, Something that cares about the mana cost. What's the mana cost of the back? The mana cost of a transforming double face card is based on the front face. So the ma- so the mana cost of this the the mana value of this is five. It is a mana cost of nothing. Yes. Thank um, you. Yeah. <laughs> and so it, it you you look at the front face to determine the mana value of the card for transforming du- double face cards. For modals, it's whatever side is visible, and that's that's very important uh, because otherwise, like. Things, like there's a minor misstep, right? That can counter right. target spell with mana value one or less. It usually can't counter transforming double-faced cards that are cast transformed. Um, it, it's not impossible for it to do so, but it would have to have mana value of one on the front face, which I don't think any of the battles do. I think the cheapest are two on their front face. Yeah. Um, the other thing that I wanted to mention is, so I talked about how you had to lose counters off of this yeah. in order to transform it. Mm-hmm. If it somehow starts with no counters... Uh, how can this happen? Um, Vorinclex. Yeah, it, okay, so you can count it down <laughs> to Vorinclex. Yeah, but a different yeah, the, the, the original Vorinclex could have it start with no counters. Uh, <laughs> you could have a have something turn into a copy of it, mm-hmm. right? So you have a battle that's on the battlefield, and you have something that says becomes a copy of target permanent, mm-hmm. and that thing doesn't have counters on it right now. Yeah. It didn't move from zero to no, it just always had no, and it'll it'll die. If a battle has no counters on it, uh, or no defense counters, it dies as a state-based action. But because it didn't mo- it didn't get defeated, it didn't move from some counters to zero, it won't trigger and get recast. Important. Yes. Uh, there's very other very weird corner cases where you can like... Success- How is Bear Driving Car? How is Bear Driving Car? <laughs> <gonna> keep going. <laughs> uh, so... The very weird corner case is you could, in theory, get defense counters on something that isn't a battle, then turn it into a copy of a battle, and then defeat it, um, and then exile it and cast it transformed. 
uh, this is way more work than any sane human being <laughs> wants to do, which means I will probably do it at some point. I was going to say, <laughs> um, you're talking about magic players here, okay? Yeah. Uh, so in that case, you can end up with impossible things on the stack. Like you can cast the the, the back face of, of transforming double face cards. Impossible uh, things on the stack. Yep. Yeah. Sounds like you, a great yeah, ice cream you can, cone. You can, you can put... Uh, you can put the back face of transforming double face cards on the stack this way. Uh, it is very strange. Woof. And, but you need to do something like animate a battle with the Oslith on the battlefield, then destroy the battle with like a vindicate. So that you put the counters. I, I, I had a plan. It is not a good plan. <laughs> All right. Uh, well, if you all want to know yeah. how you can do this, <laughs> check back in with us. We'll check back in with judge Robin, yeah. like six months time. Be like, have you done it? <laughs> yeah. Maybe, maybe I'll make an oathbreaker deck to do it. Okay, great. Yeah. Um, so the other, the, the other big new ability is incubate. Um, we have another, another smaller, a couple smaller ones, but incubates the, the big one that changes how tokens work. So like Elvish Vatkeeper here is green, black one for a three, three creature Phyrexian elf. When Elvish Vatkeeper enters the battlefield, incubate two. And it's reminder text says, create an incubator token with two plus one plus one counters on it and two mana transform this artifact. It transforms into a zero, zero Phyrexian artifact creature. So like we were saying with transform, it transforms on the battlefield the way that it is. It keeps the counters that it has on it. So whatever you put counters on Frankie Bait, it's going to turn over. And the token is going to be double-faced coming out of packs. Um, it has five mana to transform target incubator token you control and double the number of <laughs> plus one, plus one counters on it. So the, the two sides of the token, though, if you look at it, the incubator token is an artifact and it's subtype incubator. On the other side, it's an artifact creature Phyrexian and that's it. It isn't an incubator on the other side. So this this elf can't hit the same thing repeatedly. Once once it's transformed it, it stops being an incubator. And it's just a Phyrexian. Right. Um, which is, again, if you don't have the physical token, you might not realize it. Uh, but it is an artifact on both sides, so both sides can get destroyed. Um, there, There's a bunch of things that interact with artifacts in the set to allow you to blow up incubators. Um, I, I, I have a line in here that tokens can transform now. I have feelings about this. I don't actually want them to transform. I, I went through all this with glee, the, you know, the cool things you can do. And I think, I don't think it's actually very good for like memory of like having to remember that a token can transform and having to have both sides of a token tracked. It works fine on, it's going to work fine on arena and magic online. It's just um, weird because there's, yeah. it's been so, you know, so long it's yeah. been embedded in my brain that they just don't, Yeah, you know? they, they come out on the other face and they stick there. If you make a ravager of the fells token, it won't change back into hunt master is how you always had it. Yes, right? of course. But now it can. Bizarre. Yep. Truly bizarre. Yep. And also it being different for like, you can't, so that acts like a card, right? But yep. then when it comes to exile, you're like, oh no, it's gone because yeah, it was a, a token. Card. And you're yep. like, well, wait a second. But it yep. acted like a, to a real card in every right. other sense. Exactly. Which if I was a new player, I would find that pretty confusing. Yeah, that's very, I think it's very confusing. I think that I've had problems with when they introduced modal double-faced cards, they like, basically treat them and modal double face cards and transforming double face cards totally separately. And I think that it's at some point they're going to have to try to clear up and consolidate the rules for everything for transforming, mm -hmm. because I think it's just kind of a giant mess. Yeah, I agree. Um, <laughs> so the, the other new mechanic is backup. So red and uh, Voldaren thrill seeker is red and two for a vampire warrior creature. Uh, she's a one, one and she has backup two. When this creature enters the battlefield, put two plus one plus one counters on target creature. 
So it could be her, it could be another creature, it could be a creature your opponent controls. <laughs> um, if that's another creature, if it's a different from the one that has backup, that creature gains the following ability until end of turn. It actually gains all the abilities listed underneath backup. Oh my gosh, so you could put, okay, sorry, keep reading. Yeah, so one mana, sacrifice this creature, it deals damage equal to its power to any target, is the ability that this gives out. So... The, so for this, it gives up this just this one ability. In this case, the reminder text will vary depending on if there's multiple abilities that it grants. If it is an ability before the backup, which there's several actually that do, they have like they have land cycling um, before the backup ability. That land cycling won't get granted down because it's listed before backup on the card. Mm-hmm. The order of abilities makes a difference. And if the if the the thrill seeker gets other abilities from somewhere else. These two are actually kind of linked. Those other abilities aren't listed beneath the backup physically on the card. So they don't get granted. If you have something that like enchanted creature gains flying, well, that doesn't get granted by the backup. Mm-hmm. Um, so for example, if you put this, the counters on somebody else's creature, you don't get to sacrifice. You don't get to sacrifice. It. it gives them the ability. <laughs> yeah. I thought um, for a second you yeah. did. But then you I thought know. about it. You no. could make a giant, cr- yeah. like if you had like an eight, eight, put two yeah. counters, throw yeah. it at, yep. throw it at their face. Yep. Uh, but it, 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 it's most relevant for two at a giant, which comes up a ton at pre-releases because two at a giant is very fun to pr- play at pre-releases. You can back up your teammates creatures to give them the abilities from your Ooh, creatures. That's sick. Uh, so that, that's actually the thing because it's any creature. It's not Ooh, any creature great. you control. Yeah. Um, and so you get to, to do this. Um, a lot of the backup things have a template that you see here, which doesn't come up that much, which is this creature. Um, and so whichever creature has that ability that applies to, uh, in the past you might've seen it, it would have said sacrifice bold iron thrill seeker. And then you have to learn that if something refers to itself by name and an ability gets copied over refers to the new thing by name. And they just got rid of most of that templating wise. <laughs> they were like, and well, we didn't want to use the phrase, this creature, but we're just yeah. going to do it a bunch now. I like the art um, too. Cause she's just going to kick this Phyrexian right in the face. Yes, yeah. she is. Oh. She's going to, yeah. Kick their spine out. Uh, that's. <laughs> I was gonna say kick their head off, but I really love kick their <laughs> spine out. She is getting ready to rip some throats. Let me tell yes. you. Mm-hmm. Um, and so the other thing with backup is it, has, it provides a variable amount of counters. You might have backup numbers from one through. I think it goes as high as f- like three in this set, maybe. And so it hands out a couple, like one or two or three counters. Um, and so you might put it on itself because, like, the worst case scenario is if you have no creatures in the battlefield, this is just a three, three for three, which is. Yeah. Great. And then you can ship it to, to go to the dome at some point. Yeah. It's a good card. Um, I saw a bunch of copies. They, I don't know why they didn't put any words on this. There's a mill two mechanic that's in this set on a bunch of commons and uncommons, hmm. which is so like halo charge scab is blue and four for a four, four zombie. And when it enters the battlefield, each player mills two cards. And so there's a bunch of cards that do this where each player mills two cards. And then, and the next thing it says is then you may put an instant sorcery or battle card from your graveyard on top of your library. And so there's a bunch of these that like have everybody mill and then you do something with uh, with all graveyards now that mm-hmm. they're a little bit bigger. And so um, they didn't name this, but it's on a bunch of cards in the set. So expect to see it come up a bunch where like everybody's going to mill two and then you do something with it. Yeah. All right. Now on to individual, individual card cards. notes, um, starting with cut short, cut short, uh, white and two for an instant. It is Convoke, so you can use your teach- creatures to pay for this. It says, destroy target Planeswalker that was activated this turn, or tapped creature. Um, and that probably sounded pretty clear, because like I put pauses in it. I had to read this card twice. No, that is really yeah. strange, Rob. You're not wrong. Yeah. Why, I just don't understand why they didn't put it the opposite right. way. I agree. The, the other order, Why yeah. isn't it just destroy target Planeswalker or, or tapped creature? 
Uh, is well, he, I mean, it, it, the, the planeswalker needs to have been activated this turn. Well, yeah. what planeswalker wasn't activated this turn? Well, because you can cast this on your turn, right? Yeah. It's okay, an instant. You okay. can cast it on either turn, I right? See. And so, like, you might draw this and be like, I want to kill your planeswalker. And then now you have to wait to spring the trap of they, you know, you get them because they did the thing they do every turn of the planeswalker, right? And they activated but it. But I agree that it should be the other way because... Honestly, you're going to cast this against yeah, tapped right. creatures more often, yeah. right? It should be destroy target crap tapped creature. I, actually, I just made it longer. Um, I would have made it modal. Destroy, choose one. Destroy target planeswalker that was activated this turn. Bullet point or destroy target tapped creature. Yeah, right? sure. Yeah, like, that's more clear. Like I, I would have spelled this out bizarre. more. This took, this took me two reads. Uh, it, it's a simple clean ability. It just kills a thing in the face. But like I, I don't know. I, it, I don't know why I, it got me the, the first time that I read it. Uh, Fertilid's favor. Spell. Yeah, it's a good removal spell. Fertilid's favor is green and three for an instant. Target player searches their library for a basic land card, puts it onto the battlefield tapped, then shuffles. Put two plus one plus one counters on up to one target artifact or creature. I think this card's going to be super annoying to play in Arena because you have to target yourself and it's not going to. You're not going to realize because why would you have to target yourself for land fetch? Yeah. Like, because you could, but this card is like, oh, in two-headed giant, you could yeah. target. Well, it's this is actually because um, it targets a creature. Uh, and so if they removed the creature, right, then the yeah. whole thing would fail to resolve. And so they want to make sure that you get the lands even if they kill the creature in response. Yeah. And so, like, from a structural rules perspective, if if something is, if you cast a spell targeting a creature and that creature is not there when it goes to resolve, the whole spell doesn't have an effect. But they want both effects to happen regardless. So they want, yeah. they need you to target yourself so that not all of the targets have been removed unless somehow you die. In which case, you probably didn't care anyways. <laughs> <laughs> I still want that land. Yes. Right. I, I'm still going to search my library. Hey, Can't you do you, friend. that land. Yeah, like, yeah, like, yeah do, do, do whatever. Uh, that's fine. Uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pack up and start shuffling yeah. for the next game. Um, so, yeah. It's just be aware in Arena. The first it, You're going to click the spell to cast it. And then it's going to be like, choose a target player. And you'll be like, you're like, what? For what? Why? Yeah, well, gotta click myself, huh? Um, Sunder the Gateway is another one I want to talk about. White and one for a sorcery. Choose one. Destroy target non-token artifact or enchantment an opponent controls. Incubate two. Uh, create an incubator token with two plus one plus one counters on it and two mana. Transform this artifact. It transforms into zero zero Phyrexian artifact creature. Or incubate two, then transform an incubator token that you control. Um, the target non-token artifact or enchantment is a weird rider, right? Mm -hmm. They don't want you to kill incubators. Yeah, it's just yeah. saying, hey, you can't get those tokens. Yeah, it, it, like, sorry. The, yeah, this set's going to be full of these incubator tokens that have been created, and they don't want this arbitrary disenchant to be just the best removal in the set. I think so. Uh, that's you're going to be surprised. You're going to be like, but I want to kill it. I want to have a disenchant. I'm sorry, man. Yep. Yeah. Um, the invasion of Belanon. The Invasion of Belanon, the siege, the front face is white and two. Um, it starts with five defense counters. When Invasion of Belanon enters the battlefield, create a 2-2 two, two white and blue knight creature token with vigilance. And then when you defeat it, it is cast as Belanon War Anthem. Oh, yes. Yeah. Creatures you control get plus one, plus one. And this elephant is very happy to be hitting things with its wind hammers. Uh, <laughs> I, but the, the thing with sieges, and this came up with the pre-pre-release, uh, is... The, the sieges will tr do their thing in the middle of combat, right? You'll defeat them in the middle of combat. You'll yeah. exile them and cast them right then. And this one lets you do something weird because if you defeat it with first strike, it'll 
get cast in the middle of combat oh, and make weird. your creatures bigger. Yeah. Right? Sick. And so you might like first strike away the Bellinom War Anthem and then your normal creatures without first strike will get bigger to deal so more damage in the middle of awesome. combat. And so it isn't it doesn't wait. When you when you defeat the siege and go to cast it, you cast it right then, usually during combat. Yeah. Um, to do its thing. Uh, nice. This also is a combat trick because like you can attack either them or the siege. They block or don't block. And then you kill the siege with a burn spell and then exile it and then cast it transform to make your creatures bigger. So. Um, oh, I want to try that. Yeah, this one is much trickier than it looks like, actually, uh, for just like an uncommon, fairly basic text. Uh, I was kind of surprised. Do you have the um, one sentence about Bellinon? Do you know what that plane is? Mm. Looks like an, an elephant. It, it's Plain. yeah well the, like oh, the flavor text is sort of as a flute turns breath into music so we are the vessel through which the sacred winds produce glorious justice i don't actually re- this i assume that this is plane chase too um Bellinon is an animal humanoid plane where all the creatures are some kind of quote animal person that's like every plane <laughs> every plane is two or three animal persons <laughs> many of them are organized in nightly orders but i think on this oh plane they are Okay, sure. So, so like, so like when when you know when Chandra planes walks there, they're like, "What, what are, are you?" you? <laughs> yeah, you were very. Are weird. you some kind of weird monkey snake? <laughs> yeah are Are you a hairless cat yeah. with bad ears? <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to. How would you describe a human if you'd never seen a human oh, with two wait, animals? No, there's also humans on Bellinon. Oh, okay. Oh, there's okay. <laughs> so it's the it's theme yeah, is every yeah, other plane, yeah. right? Yeah. All right, Bellinon. Like, <laughs> They're it's, knights. They're about knights. You're a plane back home. Okay, they have, got mystical, it. they have mystical sacred winds. It sounds cool to me. Yeah. Like, I, I don't, I'm not opposed to a mystical sacred wind elephant knight's plane. Like, yeah. that seems great. But uh, <laughs> uh, so botanical brawler. Botanical brawler is white green for a creature, elemental warrior. It's a zero zero. It is trample. It enters the battlefield with two plus one plus one counters on it. And whenever one or more plus one plus one counters are put on another permanent you control, if it's the first time plus one plus one counters have been put on that permanent this turn, put a plus one plus one counter <laughs> on Botanical Brawler. It's a very weird trigger condition. Yeah. Like, I don't think I've ever seen anything that's like, well, track how many times you put counters on that permanent there, bucko. Uh, it'll also track counters that came out before it came out. Yeah, you're going to have to be yeah. a little careful with this guy. Right. If you if you have, um, say, if you incubate, which puts counters on the incubator token, oh, yeah. right? Um and then you play Botanical Brawler and then somehow try to put counters in the incubator token again later in the turn. It'll have seen that counters are placed on it already. Yeah, and be like, no. Yeah, yeah, th- no. Um, so, you like, it's kind of a weird thing to track. Uh, just It's just like your first spell of the turn or whatever, but you have to track it per permanent, which is a little strange to me. Um, I don't know why this is an elemental and not a centaur, but, like... Oh, yeah, it is a centaur made of Oh, trees. no, no, no. Maybe that's a Phyrexian centaur getting beat up. I can't tell. Yeah, it's a little unclear to me. I think. Oh, those are plants inside that? Is I that a Celestia? A, uh, like, yeah, I think it's like a Celestia. It's like alive plants inside of some kind of architectural stuff. Okay, they just picked a centaur that as its like shape. A exactly. Yeah, okay. That is okay, that makes sense. Centaur. That makes sense. You could pick your own shape. Wouldn't you pick centaur? Mm. No. Well. <laughs> No, yeah, me either. <laughs> uh, well, okay. So, like, from a practical perspective, I couldn't use chairs anymore. You wouldn't yeah. need to use a chair. Would I sleep standing up? Do I get a bed again? 
Yeah, I guess you do sleep standing up, but you could lay in a bed. There's nothing stopping you. Yeah, I I feel I feel like I I would get two backs and I would have twice as many back problems. I like that does maybe seem maybe cool. maybe, that maybe I'm just maybe happen. I'm just getting old. And like, twice as many knees. Oh gosh. <laughs> yeah, yeah, this that's is a fair point. But but I get shoes made out of metal, which would ruin every house I ever go into. Mm, wait, okay. <laughs> Rob, really? All right, there's no well, upside. Yeah, I, also, it, it, just as a note on this, um, incubator tokens, generally, they enter with the counters Yeah, they enter with them. the counters. So this does not see. Well, but their they're counters being placed in the permanent as it enters. Oh, okay. Right. And so, so it it's counts. put on another permanent. It counts. It'll All see right. the counters being put on incubators and plus an incubator. It's like, um, here I come great. onto the battlefield. Oh, there's my counters getting on it. Yep. <laughs> Yep. Bizarre. Um, Norn's Inquisitor. White and one for a creature, Phyrexian Knight. It's a one one. Uh, when Norn's Inquisitor enters the battlefield, incubate two. So you're going to make that uh, make that uh, make incubator that with two. Yep. And whenever a permanent you control transforms into a Phyrexian, put a plus one plus one counter on it. So we talked about the three kinds of transforming. This gets the the first kind, the things that trans transform in place. The the Anything that is cast transformed or exiles and enters the battlefield transformed doesn't get additional plus one plus one counters. Right. So, so, so yeah, yeah. Shieldred does not. Yeah, Shieldred, Elshnorn, like Ginger Taxis, they don't get extra counters from this guy, even though like they're the big boss Phyrexians, right? They yeah. don't transform into a Phyrexian. They enter, they, they get were, placed on the battlefield as a Phyrexian. Phyrexian. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so just, this is all of the, the ones with the, uh, with the Phyrexian mana activated transforms, basically, are the things that this does. Uh, just be aware. I mean, if you're transforming back into the front face, as mentioned, you probably have already won the game. Yes. But like, yeah. don't be don't be that disappointed when when Norn's Inquisitor doesn't <laughs> give you counters. Also, this might be the best art in the set. This, it's, it's this, very, it's, really this good. art is very really good. cool. Like it, 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 they they gave him the style guide for Innistrad and they gave him the style guide for Phyrexia. They said those put those together. Make them yeah. kiss. Yeah, and so I look at this and I'm like, oh, I know exactly what's going on here, and I'm yeah. not happy. <laughs> <laughs> it's spooky. It's good and spooky. Um, so the corruption of Tawashi is blue and four for an enchantment. When Corruption of Taoshi enters the battlefield, incubate four. So you get a counter with, or a token with four counters on it. Whenever a permanent you control transforms or a permanent enters the battlefield under your control transformed, you may draw a card. Do this only once each turn. This trigger is a little different from the previous one. This does get the Praetors because they enter transformed. Mm -hmm. um, it also gets the, it also gets the battles because they enter the battlefield on the transform side after being cast. So they enter the battlefield yep. already transformed because wow. they were cast transformed. This card is like great. This card, yeah, this card is just it. Like Very you, cool. you get a four four on layaway, and then you, you'll you draw just get to draw a bunch of cards. Um, yeah, but you'll get to draw a card eventually. Once when you when you flip the incubator, right, this mm -hmm. is when you get to draw a card, and you only get one extra card from this each turn. But honestly, you're probably just going to draw an extra card from now. But yeah, uh, it, like this is a different trigger condition, so be aware of it, and it doesn't care. Frexian or not or anything like just all transforming is going to get you cards. Mm. Um, the invasion oh. of Preluia. All right, what's Preluia? Preluia? Do I don't. Know? It looks like they're all right. they're, they're, they're on you bird keep snakes. Talking about yeah. This. So this is a, this is a blue this is a blue green for a battle siege. It starts with four defense counters. When invasion of Preluia enters the battlefield, scry three. Then reveal the top card of your library. If it's a land or a double faced card, draw a card. This doesn't care whether they're transforming double face cards or modal double face cards. You'll draw a card either way. Oh, Pyrulia is actually sick. Keep talking. Okay. Then I'll tell you about Gargantuan it. Gargantuan Slabhorn <laughs> is what happens when you defeat this. Uh, it is a beast. 
Uh, it is green and blue. It has trample and ward two. Other transformed permanents you control have trample and ward oh my two. God. Um, so this will let you get ward at instant speed sometimes. This does not behave the way that you want. So if I cast a lightning bolt targeting your permanent, you respond by using your lightning bolt to defeat the invasion of Pyrulia, transform to the slab horn, and give ward to your other transformed permanent. It's too late. Ward only applies when the spell is cast. Oh, That's interesting. A, that is a trigger based on, uh, like, when you cast or you target it with a, with a trigger or activated ability. The ward kicks in. You have to pay the mana for it. I would not have thought that's how exactly. it worked. Exactly. Yeah. And so, like, if you transform and the thing's already been cast or activated targeting that transformed object, giving it ward doesn't save it. Uh, this is, they've tried to avoid giving ward at instant speed. Um, this mostly won't give ward at instant speed, but it can. There's plenty of ways to kill a battle at instant speed in this set. So. Interesting. Um, Pyrulia is a Dyson Sphere. Oh, wow. I mean, it's a, yeah, so that means it's a, like, it's a yeah. sphere around a star, and they live on the inside of the sphere. Holy cow. And they have giant flying bird snakes. <gasps> yes, and, and also their vegetation, like all of the plants, are extremely large. Like, the plants are huge here. Well, the scale of a Dyson yeah. Sphere is, in, is very hard is, to conceive Yes. <laughs> like... In, infinitely I want to go to this plane. Right? This yeah. is pretty sick. Well, that's, that's the thing is that you can go to this plane. This plane has more landmass than every plane we've ever visited times a thousand. And that's why it cares yeah. about landmass. A landing. thousand million. Yeah. <laughs> like the, the, if it's a tiny Dyson sphere, I guess if it's like, if it's a tiny star and it's smaller than Mercury, it might only be 10,000 times the size of every place you've ever visited. <laughs> That's it. Like, just 10,000. Of, of, of all the 10,000 times more than every place we've ever visited combined. Yeah. yeah. Like Dyson spheres are very <laughs> yeah. large. The original horizon canopy from future sight. Oh, is, oh wow. Is this place. Horizon canopy, yeah, a card I know yeah. and love. That is a, that is a great, that is a That's great. That's very cool. All right. Um, so I'm going to skip the front face of, of the next one because I don't actually care about it. <laughs> Farah, the ever shielding. Um, so she's she's the back face of one of the of the uh, battles. Um, she's a legendary enchantment creature god. Um, she's from the invasion of Theros. Of, of Theros. Um, Afara ever she's a four four, and she has lifelink and indestructible as long as you control at least three other enchantments. And whenever another enchantment enters the battlefield under your control, draw a card. So if you have three other enchantments with her, she's indestructible. You can get in combat, the block with a 4-4, their 4-4 will die. You'll have four damage marked on you. Then they disenchant one of your enchantments. You will have four, still have four damage marked on you if it's the same turn. Indestructible doesn't make you immune to damage. It just means that the, the threshold for killing you doesn't exist. There's no amount of damage that would kill you. But once you stop being indestructible, which doesn't happen very much, usually you're indestructible for until end of turn, which is at the same duration for damage to wear off. But Afara can lose indestructible randomly in the middle of combat with disenchants. And so then she'll die because she had some damage marked. Okay. Um, so it's just a it's a weird thing that can come up. You just usually think about indestructible being there all the time, basically. So the invasion of Arcavios, and this is one of the battles you talked about last week. Uh, it's blue, blue, three for a battle siege. Uh, it starts with four, or it starts with seven, sorry, defense counters. When Invasion of Arcavios enters the battlefield, search your library, graveyard, and or outside the game for an instant or sorcery card you own, reveal it, and put it into your hand. If you search your library this way, shuffle. This is Strixhaven, by the way. Yeah. Um, so the 
So you get to search your outside the game. I think this is the first time that that phrase has appeared on a card, which isn't a zone. So the, this is going to have rules support because search your outside the game doesn't make any sense because it's not a zone. You can't search it. Uh, usually you would just choose a card from outside the game and bring it into the game. Oh, I see. Choose versus search. Yeah, because like it's uh, well, it, okay. Somewhere in my bedroom. Right. Somewhere yeah. in my bedroom. <laughs> I have hidden. Uh, I, uh, some, somewhere in here, there's a magnum opus, right? <laughs> I have to search for it. it. It's just very weird. Just means you're yeah. sideboard, again, everybody. For like the, yeah. like the chunk of text, they're like, yeah. ah, cut it down. Yep. Um, it, like th this one got reminder text though. They could have added another two lines of text on this one. Oh, it, like they, 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 they were a little, they, you know, they were conservative here. They could have, they could have rewritten it. Um, Lazotep convert, uh, which is the, the second half of the invasion of, um, Amonkhet. Uh, Lazotep convert is a creature zombie. And it says you may have Lazotep convert enter the battlefield as a copy of any creature card in a graveyard, except it's a four, four black zombie in addition to its other type, in addition to its other types. So this is, this is a, a huge dude. It lets you copy a creature in a graveyard. It lets you copy the transform creatures that have the activated ability that lets you transform. That's very cool. So then you activate it and you transform back into the invasion of Ammon Ket with zero counters and die. And now it's just gone forever. Yes. It's Good this is know. this is wow. the, the the way in this don't set to actually it. do this. You could just do this with 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 commons and uncommons. Don't get fancy. Yeah. Like it, like it, like I'm pretty sure that Arena will handle it fine. It'll be like, "Yep, you transformed because transforming lets you go either Good direction and transforming no face cards." It's like, "You've created a you've created a battle." Uh, cool. You did it, buddy. Yep. Great. I'm impressed. Get to in the, the graveyard. graveyard. Yep, <laughs> state based action. Graveyard. Um, it is very weird that you could just do this at uncommon in this set. You did it, friend. Yes. Death death time. Yep. Um, so just don't activate those abilities. Copy those creatures. A bunch of their front faces are very good, but activating that ability will make you have a bad time. <laughs> Wicked Slumber uh, is blue and three for an instant. It has Convoke, so you can tap your creatures for it. Tap up to two target creatures. Put a stun counter on either of them. Then put a stun counter on either of them. Nice. It's, I, I just thought it was cool text. You, yeah. get to, you get to either stun both things once or stun one thing twice. Uh, they could yeah. have phrased this differently, but I love the, like, do it. No, the, do this again. But it actually, <laughs> it has real yeah, meaning it lets, to do it. Yeah, it's nice and flexible. Yeah. Like. Um, tandem takedown is green, green one for an instant. Up to two target creatures you control each get plus one, plus zero until end of turn. They each deal damage equal to their power to another target creature, planeswalker, or battle. Um, I had to actually reread this. This is another one where I thought the phrasing was a little strange, mostly because the target creature planeswalker battle feels long to me. You pick two things you control, you pick one other thing and they both punch it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, is the, is the end result. Um, I, I'm also really not sure why they don't say, um, another target non-player, right? Because mm -hmm. lightning bolt is three damage to any target. So they could say another target non-player. Uh, but have the other said target non-player? Well, not phrased like that. Like this would require rule support. The the rules don't actually support any target having something shoved in in between like that right now. But they they could. It'd be less words. I think it would read better. And then if they add another planeswalker battle damageable type that would let this target it. Um, think about it, wizards. Yeah. Think about it. Well, the, I also so the other thing is it makes it hard for them to reprint any of these cards 
because these cards like spell out battle explicitly on them. And if they don't have battles come up very much, then yeah. it, like just having stuff that refers to a battle in a set with no battles is very strange. They won't do it. They'll print another card instead. Mm-hmm. Um, I like cards to be reprintable. This next art is gorgeous. Beautiful. Yeah. Jason did such a good job on this. It's Jason Rainville. It is Storm the Seed Core. Green, green two for a sorcery. Distribute four plus one plus one counters among up to four target creatures you control. Creatures you control gain vigilance and trample until end of turn. So if you have something that distributes something among targets, um, damage or counters are the, are the things that get done this way. They are distributed during targeting. So if you target three creatures with this, one of them gets two counters, right? Because you have four counters to give and three three people to give them to. Your opponent knows which one gets more counters in the circumstance. Because you have to distribute two to that during targeting, one to this during targeting, and one to this third thing. So they can know which one is going to get the biggest buff and then interact with that appropriately with this on the stack. Yeah. Um, Hoarding Broodlord. Black, 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 five. <laughs> Uh, it's cute. It's very like this is by by Maria's standards of cute. This is an extraordinarily cute card. card. Like I have one that I think is actually cuter for Maria's standards of cute, which also I think you're gonna think is very gross. But uh, I'm excited. Uh, Black 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 five for Horde and Broodlord. It's a dragon. It's a seven six. It is Convoke, so you can use your creatures to pay for it, and you probably will with eight mana. And it is flying, and when Hoarding Broodlord enters the battlefield, search your library for a card, exile it face down, then shuffle. For as long as that card remains exiled, you may play it. And then a separate line of text, which is spells you cast from exile have convoke. So this is a static, the spell that you exiled, you're going to be able to convoke unless the Broodlord is somehow dead. Because these are separate abilities, but you'll still be able to cast it. It's going to sit out in exile, and then you you can cast it from exile forever. It'll only have Convoke as long as the dragon's alive. Uh, with that said, uh, I've already seen some lists for this because we were brewing around this because we think it's super cool that you could go fetch like Malakir Rebirth, which is a single black spell that says if oh, yeah. that, uh, tar- it, uh, if target creature dies this turn, return to the battlefield under your control. So you can... You can't get rid of yes. this, buddy. Well, it's extra good because like if they try to get rid of it, you Malakir Rebirth it, it dies and comes back and gets you a different, better thing. just get another one. Uh, or or something yeah, better or because something better. they like spend their turn trying to get rid of it and you're like nah and then then you just get something better as a payload um, <laughs> Galta and Maverin um, green, white white green green three for a legendary creature dinosaur vampire it's a 12-12 with trample <clears throat> whenever you attack choose one Either create a tapped and attacking XX green dinosaur creature token with trample, where X is the greatest power among other attacking creatures, so not counting Galta and Mavern. Or you create X11 white vampire creature tokens with lifelink, where X is the number of other attacking creatures. Wow. So you either count up, you go wide, you count how many different attackers you have and make that many vampires, or you count uh, you uh, your single biggest other thing that is attacking alongside Galta and Mavern and make a dinosaur. But they do different things. If you note, the the, the dinosaur creature token is tapped and attacking. Dinos always be yes, attacking. They, they want to fight. Uh, the vampires are not. So yeah, the they're vampi- just chilling. Yep, they're just chilling and they block really well. So usually you get to attack with all your creatures and make a bunch of blocking vampires. But be aware that they're going to do different things. And so if you need blockers, the Dinosaur starts tapped and doesn't block. The vampires do. If you need to kill your opponent, the the dinosaur creature token is trample and probably kills them dead. So, like, 
Pick a path to adventure. <laughs> City on fire. Red, 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 five for an enchantment. It is convoke. Uh, so you're going to want to pay its eight mana with some of your creatures. If a source you control would deal damage to a permanent or player, it deals triple that damage instead. Hot yeah, Nasty. Yes. Uh, it has um, one problem with it, which is that nobody understands how trample works. <sighs> Um, so accurate. Yeah. So the way trample actually works in a technical rule sense is, so I attack with a four fourth trample. You block with a two, two. It changes the rules for how I assign damage. I look at how much toughness that creature has, how much damage it already has marked. And then I can assign, you know, extra excess damage up to the player. Right. Mm -hmm. But the, the damage is all picked during this. So I assign two to your blocker and then two to you during damage assignment. Then damage happens. Um, if your creature has a thing that says prevent, anytime damage be dealt to it, prevent one of that damage that would knock down that two to uh, two to one. But I didn't have to take that into account. I don't look ahead yeah. when I'm assigning trample damage. So in this case, I would assign two to your creature and I would assign two to you. They would both triple your creature would take six. And so would you. Um, so the, but it, you do still have to assign. Two you still to have the to creature. assign. Like it looks yeah. like that four, four has 12 power. Uh, but it, and it kind of does, but you don't get it in the way that you want when you're yeah. trampling. Right. Um, again, this came up during the pre-pre-release. I saw an extensive set of judge commentary. They're like, oh, no, this isn't going to work the way that people want as soon as this trample creature attacks. And I was like, yep, I, I agree. You are all <laughs> correct. <laughs> um, so, yeah, that was a that was a big deal that came up. Uh, Brawl and carry Zev. Uh, red, blue, one for a legendary creature human. They're a 2-4 with first strike and menace. Whenever you cast your first instant or sorcery spell each turn, you may cast a spell with lesser mana value that shares a card type from your hand without paying its mana cost. If you don't, create First Mate Ragavan, <laughs> a legendary 2-1 red monkey pirate creature token. It gains haste until end of turn. Cute. So there's now a third Ragavan that we get to yeah. create. <laughs> you can collect the whole set of Ragavans if you want. What if I ha can I have multiple Ragavans on the battlefield? You can have all three different Ragavans because they have different names. Oh, right? okay, great. Because the Ragavan uh, Nimble Pilferer is a different card from uh, the Ragavan that the old carries I've created. Okay. It was just named Ragavan, I'm pretty sure. And then the Ragavan, that's the... This one is First Mate Ragavan. Yeah, this first is First Mate, mate Ragavan. Ragavan. He got promoted from wow. just being a thief. From yeah. poop deck so, duty. Yes, so the, so things with this, first, it's going to create that token if you elect not to cast something. Um, this, like a lot of cards, tracks the stuff that's happened overall. It asks the state of the game, not the, not what it can see, but what the game could have seen about stuff. So if you cast another spell, let's say that you, let's always say, watch. You're right. Yeah. Let's say let's say that you have like like six mana. You cast um, a divination effect to draw two cards. You draw Brawl and Carry Zev, and then you cast Brawl and Carry Zev afterwards. Um, and then you cast another spell. <laughs> your your um, next spell, you cast that divination first. Well, that next spell after Brawl and Carries F is not your first instant or sorcery for the turn. Gotcha. So you don't get to. Um, they're not resetting time. Yeah, they're not resetting time. They get to know about things that happened before <laughs> them. Uh, so you won't get to get the free cast or Ragavan off of the off of the spells cast subsequent to them if you cast an instant or sorcery before them. Um, but like the failure condition is make a free monkey. Yeah, that's so, fine. Yep. Three Um uh, My last one is Archangel Elspeth. Because uh, she has incredible armor. and yeah, yep. White, white, two. Uh, she's a legendary planeswalker. Elspeth starts with four loyalty. Uh, she's plus one to create a one, one white soldier creature token with lifelink. Minus two. 
Put two plus one plus one counters on target creature. It becomes an angel in addition to its other types and gains flying. Minus six, return all non-land permanent cards with mana value three or less from your graveyard to the battlefield. So uh, her minus two doesn't have a duration. Like that, it, she just dubs somebody permanently an angel. All right. Yep. Hey, you angel now. Yep. You want to fly? She she doesn't give a flying token for whatever reason. She just gives it flying. Like she could give it yeah. a flying like counter. Like a flying, flying counter. Yeah, she could get a flying counter. She doesn't, even though there's other uses of literal flying counters in the set. She's just like, <laughs> she's no. Like, she's too radiant for that. She's yeah. like, I'm not distributing flying counters. I'm distributing the real deal. Yeah, the, the actual <laughs> essence of flying. Like, yes. yes. <laughs> This um, is no counter. Gotta say, though, a little bit harder to track. I yeah. agree. The thing is that because she puts two plus one plus one counters on it, it's usually pretty okay. And you'll remember it's yep. an angel. If you're playing digitally, it'll be like, it'll put it'll angel in the type line. It'll say it'll flying. Go, it'll it works fly. perfectly fine digitally. Uh, paper I don't like Yeah, I don't like the, this punishing paper and making them and making me remember more when I'm playing paper games. I already remember a lot, enough stuff. So you're already remembering um, how to do some weird stuff with yes, battles. Yes. <laughs> the other thing is your minus six will return battles. Um, and it will return battles with X in the cost. So like the, the invasion of Phyrexia, which is a wonderful card from a flavor standpoint, but really makes me angry because it behaves thematically differently than every other battle. And I don't like, <laughs> it's very strange that there's one that's reversed from everything else. Right. Because all the other ones are Phyrexia invading something. But the yeah. invasion of, of Nephrexia is Zalfir invading Phyrexia. So why does it behave exactly the same? Yeah. <laughs> it's just yeah. weird. Um, speaking of battles. Yes. Because um, we've, we've come to the end of the list. Yeah, we come to the end of my list of stuff. My, you yeah. know, 35 pages of doc or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> um, just because we were talking about other planes that we've been like, yeah. what, mm. where have we heard of this? Um, I just wanted to tell you all about Segovia in case oh, you did I not know Segovia. about Segovia. Um, invasion of Segovia is two and a blue uh, for a four defense battle. And it says when it enters the battlefield, create two one one blue Kraken creature tokens with trample. And you might ask yourself, why does a one one have trample? And also, why is this Kraken only a one one? Yep. It's because Segovia is the land of little miniatures. Yes. Oh, my and God. And so, you yes. know what? On Segovia, a one one is freaking huge, man. Right. There's so. It, it's unclear That's whether so they, they this is a retcon. Segovia and Leviathan is like a 3-3 three, three for 4. Yes. And oh, so they cute. show this picture of this Leviathan, but it's a 3-3 three, three for 4. <laughs> and so then you look at it, you're like, why How do you is spell it? spell Segovia? S-E-G-O-V-I-A. Okay, sorry. And you yep. can see, like, the art of Invasion of Segovia is the foot of a Phyrexian. Yeah. Oh. And so it's come up a couple times, Segovian Angels, the other one that yeah. you just pulled up. One because one. Yeah, it's a 1-1 one, 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 one Angel for one. It's a huge angel on Segovia. Oh, um, but it's so... Anyway, yeah. that's so yeah, it's, cute. it's adorable. Like this is, it's one of those, like, joke planes that yes. gets brought up every once in a while. Uh, it's, yeah, it's so cute. Yeah, Cadus, Sea Tyrant of Segovia... Is a 3-3. Three, is, three. is the backside. <laughs> it's a 3-3. Three, three. It's big spooky 3-3, three, three, man. Yep. Whoa, the Leviathan has a flavor text from the Bible? Yeah. What? Yep. <laughs> well, I've never <coughs> in my whole days seen such a thing. Is that well, a real Bible quote? Anybody? Yeah, it's from Job. The, so the, the thing is that um, in core sets, oftentimes they would have quotes from real world texts. Back in right? the day they would yeah, do Yeah, back this? in the day in old core sets, they, decide, they would just put real world text um, like I mean, everything from Arabian Nights is obviously 
like from the Hathaway translation. This says but, Leviathan too. Can you catch him with a fish hook or run a line round his tongue? The Bible, Job 41. <laughs> yep. <laughs> okay, yep. Leviathan's canon. All right, got it. Yep. Anyways, it's just. That's very cute. That's, it's, it's cute. It's a cute plane. It's, it's, yes. Let's go to Scovia. Let's go to Scovia. Yeah, yeah. We're going to have our planeswalkers planeswalk to Scovia where they accidentally step on a city. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I think actually, like canonically, they get shrunk down to scale. <laughs> Really? That's what that's what the uh, that's what this page says. <laughs> Interesting. When planeswalkers visit this plane, they are automatically shrunk down to scale. Honey, I shrunk the yeah. plane. So the hippodrome walkers. is their is their place, right? That's the plane for plane chase. That's yes. Segovia? The hippodrome. Yeah. yeah. Very cute. Uh, anyways, and, and it it shrinks creatures, right? Like it shrinks every, when you go there as a plane chase plane. Yeah. Um, Anyways, I just wanted everyone to know about Segovia. Yeah, that's yes. great. Where a one-one has trample because it's enormous. <laughs> yes, uh, it's very funny. <laughs> so that's my run through of stuff for this set. Fabulous, uh, thank you, the, Rob. The set has a lot of things going on. Uh, a lot of them are under the hood. Battles are just very new. Um, it's very interesting. Uh, don't transform your battles back into battles. It's um, <laughs> a takeaway. Yeah, that's the that's the takeaway is like you will do this once and then be sad about your life. Um, oh, the other other thing that I wanted to mention um, at the end of the individual card notes is there are multiverse legends cards yes. that show up in the packs, right? Just like inventions, just like expeditions and whatever. They are legendary creatures from throughout history. They include all of the companions. So if you've not played with companion before, they make additional rules for deck building and then you can pay three mana to move them from your or from your sideboard to your hand, you reveal them at the start of the game, though. So your opponent knows that you will. So if you're playing Gigantha, the Wellspring, you only have things with one mana symbol on them. Right. Uh, so you anything that costs white, white, one turns off Gigantha, the Wellspring. And so you'll run into these battle, or not battles, you'll run into, into these companions every once in a while in Limited. Um, I think they're cool build-arounds. In Limited, I think the companion's a perfectly great mechanic as for Magic as a whole, I think it's the worst mechanic ever made. Wow. So, like, it's just an egregious mistake. Uh, but the... But here they come, Yeah, baby. here they come. They're coming back. They're very cool art. The, these Multiverse Legends cards are very cool. They're people defending themselves from Phyrexia or cool Phyrexians from the past. It's got a bunch of old Phyrexian praetors and stuff that are that are showing up. And so you might run into Kenrith, the Returned King. Spoilers, the pre-release said Kenrith, the Returned King. Have you ever seen that card in Limited? Oh, yeah. Uh, it's nasty. I mean, haven't I? No. Why it's not? never been in a limited set before. Kenrith? Yeah. What am well, I that's thinking right. of? It was a box topper. Yeah, it was the box topper for the set. It was, so you it, played I against Kenrith? You've played it and, constru and constructed I've noted Kenrith onto the battlefield oh, yeah. a hundred times, right? You're right. But it, yeah. it was never it was available in limited. Topper. In limited, the card is unbelievable. It has single red, give all your permanents haste. Woof. Like, yeah. <laughs> It like <laughs> I was just yeah I was remembering yeah. it from Winota days right and mm -hmm. and you play it because the card is very powerful it's it's pitched towards constructed it's never been unlimited before it is a beating and so like there's a bunch of these that are just like commander cards like have you ever played against Azuri Claw of Progress no no you've never done it before in limited because it's never been unlimited so you're gonna end up with these oddball cards that like I could run down all of these of like you get experience counters or whatever but like. Read the cards. Uh, you might have played against them previously in Commander or whatever. Um, they're generally pretty pretty clear about what's going on. Yeah. So.
Everyone, it's time for grossest card. Shout out to lots of real gross stuff. I'm sure there's a lot in this. Tons set. of good gross stuff. Uh, but let me tell you, there's nothing. <laughs> there's nothing quite like bloated processor looking at you. With its spooky little face, all right? Yeah. It is disgusting, and also its spooky little kind of, like, mask face <laughs> is looking right at you, and then also it has this weird, like, incubation, like, stomach situation. Yeah. Not, nope, not about it. Oh, Bad time. Man. Don't look at me with your spooky face. I okay? definitely put that on the cutest card list for sure. And do you know what? Rob, you're right. That is a gross card, okay? <laughs> What did you think I was going to pick for cutest card, Rob? Oh, I um so so I bloated pest was an option. There's also placid rotten tail. Uh, like placid rotten tail is oh, yeah, just the like little rabbit. It's a fungus yeah. rabbit. It's just eating flowers. It's having a grand old time. I figured that was a the, the bloated pest and fl- placid rotten tail yeah. would be very high contenders. Yeah, overgrown um, pest is like actually pretty cute. I take it back. It's not too gross. Okay, I like I was looking at it. it was like it is like dripping its goop face is, from its uh, face and pretty it looks close to being very, gross, but like pretty close to being gross. <laughs> it's pretty um, it, but there's like there's a bunch of like good foxes. There's obviously skittering surveyor. Like how Let do you me avoid? tell you that this set has more cute cards than I can. remember remember in my recent memory mm-hmm. i pull them up and i have a tab of like 10 of them up right now yeah. you mentioned skittering surveyor which one cutest card and then in fact one cutest card of the year if i'm not mistaken yeah, i'm pretty sure um the year that it came out because it was so cute yeah everybody loves skits yeah. and it did a very cute thing which was fetch you a land and help fix your mana um and it's back uh and then there's other ones that are, are nods to cards which have won um cutest card in the past for example etched familiar yep uh used to be filigree familiar yeah. which I'm pretty sure yeah, yeah. also won its I year. Almost certain. Yeah. Well, yeah, it I know it won its first set. Yeah. It, for its year, I don't remember. Yeah, for its set. I, think it, I yes. think it might have. So, like, you have those kinds of callbacks. Um, there's just, I mean, I, there's just so many that are cute in this. Yeah, there's, I, there's these boys. Which ones are those? Referee squad? <laughs> yeah, referee squad. <laughs> Little alien looking things. They're homunculi. <laughs> there's. Like, they, they're very serious about, like, about stunning their opponent's creatures because they want to enforce the rules in the battle bond plane on whichever that one is. There's very cute team ups. Thali yep. on the Gitrog monster, for example. Well, I have opinions about the team ups. I'm actually angry. <laughs> but we've talked about this card already in the show, and there's no way it can't win. Cutest card. Okay. Which is Inga Inasika. So sorry, yep. Rob. It's, it's just a the team up. Time. Yep. No, There's no, they are so hand. happy. They're riding a rainbow with two cats. Like, yeah. and those cats are so fluffy. There yes. was no contest. So fluffy. Yes, there are so many cute cards in the set, but they just cannot compete with cats. Look at these big fluffy boys carrying a cart over a rainbow. It's just impossible. Yeah. Yeah. What do you want? Anyway, the congratulations, Inga and Nisika. You are the cutest card, and yep. you'll probably win cutest card of the year and probably best art of the year. Thank you. Yeah. Wait, really? <laughs> best yes. art of the year. We love this art. Look at it. It's. I mean, it's good, but best. Uh, we have different opinions of what it means right, that, to be it's best. Fine. Best art is subjective. I see what you're but. saying. I see what you're saying, Rob. But, but it is. Oh, there's something just so like. They're just so something so vibrant and yes. imaginative, and like like it. It, it, when every other card is like like a monster that wears its organs on the outside, like killing a monkey, <laughs> yeah. and you're like, no, no, this one we're this just one. joy, exactly, yes, <laughs> pure joy in Ganesika. Well, Rob, thank you as always so much for coming on the show. You're yes. welcome. Yeah, um, I'm ex- excited for upcoming things. I'm excited about the fact that we got to do Oathbreaker. Like, I had so much fun. Yeah, yes. with our we've got other more Oathbreaker yes, coming, up more coming up soon. 
Yeah, um, everybody, so. if you didn't check out the video yet, go check it yeah. out. Um, and make sure you go check out Magic Kids. You can yes. get uh, magic cards to for a uh, school. Yeah, if you if you're part of an educational group working with kids and you want to get magic involved with that, we will ship you out kits for free if you head to magickids.org. So, and it's it's pretty broad what we cover. We've we've covered um, church groups, we've covered after school clubs, we've covered boys and girls clubs, youth penitentiaries have asked us for things, and we'll ship them out. Uh, we did over 400 kits shipped out last year. Holy cow! And, yeah, yeah. So and cool. uh, we're partnering with Card Kingdom for fulfillment on it, and so we're just working together to get a bunch of good stuff done with a bunch of good people. That's this episode of Good Luck High Five. Thank you so much to Judge Rob. Yes. Always for coming on and sharing all of his amazing judge knowledge. Always having all of our collective backs. Absolutely. Um, judge Rob will pop into the YouTube comments. If you've got a question that we did not address mm -hmm. on the show, he stops by for about a week after the episode posts. Another great reason also to be on our Discord. Absolutely. He's on the Discord on the all Discord. the time. Chatting with people about stuff. Yeah, so, you can just tag him. He'll answer your question. Yeah. Thank you once again to our new patrons, Victor, Wing, and Franz. Yay. Thank you so much. Um, Victor, may you be the victor. In all of Ooh. your matches this weekend. Wow. Wing, you are the wind beneath our wings. Absolutely. Franz, now we're, we're your, your Franz. Franz. Oh, yes. <laughs> Same page. <laughs> Would you like a pun based on your name? Hey. Become a patron. <laughs> oh my God. Somebody left a YouTube comment that was like, so you're telling me that if I become a patron, I get to watch buckets of snow melt in Megan's sink. <laughs> Where do I sign? And I legitimately don't know if they're being sarcastic or not. <laughs> because I don't know. Some people think that sounds like a good do time. You know yeah. <laughs> and maybe it is. Oh man. I still need to post that video. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Once again, it took so long that the file is big enough that Discord's like, you can't upload this. Oh, my God. I'm about to get Nitro just for just uploading for this videos of buckets of snow Worth melting it. in my sink. <laughs> Everybody, thank you to Card Kingdom as well for being our amazing sponsor. Let us know on um, if you want to, you know, jump in the discord if you're a patron show off jump your in the discord jump jump. Jump, jump in the discord if you want to show us your sealed deck you can tweet at jump us around. At jump around <laughs> and show us what you opened because i love to see people's pools because yeah. we're all figuring it all together with the pre-release yeah, which are. i think is very cool it's one big collective puzzle that millions of people around the world are trying to solve at the exact same time that's pretty cool that's pretty cool you know what i mean yeah Anyway, happy mom day. Happy Mother's Day. <laughs> <laughs> See you next week. 